Hello everyone, this is Vin Stella and you're listening to Value, Fitness and Motivation where mind meets power and heart meets passion. A podcast dedicated on motivating and empowering generations to propel towards an abundant life. you're staying safe and well wherever you are today we're gonna be talking about tips on how to buy your first home when we talk about first home this means a house that you're going to live in I know that some people could invest in their first home and they use it as a rental property in which they do not use the first home owner grant now what is a first home owner grant a first home owner grant here in Australia is about the government giving you money to assist you to get into your first home a lot easier and quicker. If you have been aspiring and dreaming on buying your first home but don't know where to start, you've come to the right channel and I hope that I could help you and sharing my experiences to you and things that I've learned in the past on how to get to your first home very, very successfully. And also not only, not only just by getting into your first home but actually maximizing your investment now the first thing that I would like to tell you guys if you really want to get into your first home is start saving up doesn't matter what age you are in right now if you're watching this video I would tell you please please do yourself a favor and don't let the years go past without thinking of buying a house the sooner you get into property the better for you doesn't matter which country you live in doesn't matter what city you live in it is always the same. The sooner you get into a property, the better for you in the long run. You all know that renting is dead money. So as much as possible, I would advise you if you have the capacity and capability, which I know you can, and it's very, very doable. I would advise you to get into your first home as fast as you can. And because the, because the money you throw away or you use for rent to repay your landlord every single month, is almost the same amount that you would pay if you have a mortgage depending on your savings depending on how much you borrowed from the bank you might be well better off just owning your house just to give you guys a little bit of a story about me my first property i owned when i was 18 my second property i owned when i was 20 and then the third one i bought when i was about 22 23 and then the fourth one is about when i was 24 25 and then I bought my fifth when I was about 20, 26 and then I bought my, my, my last one when I was about 28. Now think about that right, every two years or so I managed to buy at least one property but there is a potential to have more in the future. I don't know what your goal is, you, you could have you could aim to have at least, you know, I'm sure there are people out there that are doing a lot better. You could aim to have at least one property every year. And that's, that's very doable. You know, my goal was when I first started investing, I wrote my goals down. And one of my goal was to have an excess asset of over $1 million in asset before I turned 30 years old. So I've achieved that at the age of 28. I highly recommend to you if you have any goals to write it down. 
write it down and make sure that you always read it, you always go through it. Every year you make sure that you follow through and see where your position is against your goal. I'm not sharing you guys how many properties I have to brag about what I have. I mean, what I have is comparison to some other people out there. It's far, probably very, very minimal, right? But what I'm trying to tell you is it's very, very doable. Don't let anyone discourage you and tell you that, you know, it's very, very hard to make repayments and all that. No, it comes down to your budgeting. If you have the right plans in place, then you can do it. You can do it. If, if you want to put your mind to it, you can do it. On another video, we'll talk about budgeting tips and advice and how you could minimize your expenses and, and maximize your savings as much as possible. And we'll talk about that in another video. Now, what is the first tip? The first tip would be to save your money. Save up as much as you can. I started working at 14 years old and nine months and I've been saving ever since until I bought my first home. And then after I bought my first home, I kept saving and saving, I bought my second home. And then so on, right? I know I think the government of Australia for always giving the opportunity and grants to people in order to help individuals buy their first home, which is really, really good. Make sure you check with your government and see what are the things available to you that will help you when it comes to purchasing your first home. Now, disclaimer, right? Everything that you will hear from me today is all based on my own experience. This doesn't take into account your own personal situation. So make sure that you talk to your professionals, you know, your broker, your accountants. Uh, if you have a lawyer, talk to your lawyer, right? Step number two. Now, after you've been saving up money and now you feel like you're ready to buy a property, then the second step would be to try and find out your affordability, okay? Affordability, what is your budget? How much can you spend? And when you look at your budget, that includes everything. That includes, you know, the price for the land, the price for the house, or the combined price for the two. Then all of your legal fees, stamp duties, ex other expenses, right? You have to calculate all of those and make sure that you have a maximum budget that you have set in place so that you don't go over. There is nothing more worse than blowing out of your budget and having to try and find money and it's very very stressful that way so set a budget that you're comfortable with and make sure that you don't go over that okay as part of step number two um, when going through your budget you go and speak to your financial lenders but make sure when you speak to financial lenders you don't just only go to one you go to multiple lenders and shop around shop around for interest rate shop around for good deals see what they can offer you right get a pre-approval see how much how much they will lend you and how much you have within your savings and see that make sure it adds up with all the expenses that is involved once you've ticked off all the boxes when the finances you've got a pre-approval you're ready to go you're getting excited okay you sit down and you write down where you want to live what are the locations that is a key to your own needs where would you like to live okay the first the, the the things to consider on finding out where to live right is amenities what are the things around you schools churches if it's important to you transportation 
like your supermarkets, all of those things, hardware stores, make sure that you have ticked all of, all of those boxes. Now, when it comes to uh, the growth of the property, those factors is absolutely some key elements that allows and helps a property valuation go up. And moving into the next step, after you have evaluated the location where you want to live, based on my personal experience, what I would advise to you guys, I know that there's, you know, you could buy from an auction. You could buy an established house that is already built, maybe five years old, 10 years old, or even older. I know that you could also purchase uh, a house and land package. What a house and land package is, that means that there's a house, there's a land, and someone has put them both together and, and, and gave a final figure of, of price on those two components. Now, based on my experience, a house and land package is very, very good because you can take your time on paying it. You don't have to pay it as one go. Some providers out there will allow you to just put a 10% deposit and then you don't have to work out your finance until the very, very end when the house is completed. Now, what's the catch on that? The catch is that usually those packages are more expensive. In, ad in addition to house and land package, uh, other providers would also, what they would do is they would package the house and land and you go into a progress payment. So you have to settle the land first. And once you've settled the land, then the progress payment for the building kicks, kicks in. All right, you guys could also purchase an apartment but just just so you know i've also purchased an apartment in the past before and definitely i would not recommend it and i would not do it again look some people would say that yes uh apartments are really good for rental returns yes absolutely that is 100 percent correct right but i would not recommend it you know why because what i'm trying to advise you here is how to maximize your investment especially if you if it's your very very first one you know because apartments don't have capital gains sometimes they even lose in value i've had a lot of friends that have lost so much in apartment and especially i've got international friends who have purchased apartments just for them to, uh, to live temporarily while they're studying here and what's happened when they finish studying they wanted to resell the apartment and either they got the same amount that they paid for it or they sold it for less so please if you want to maximize your return focus on buying a standalone house take it from my experience guys i purchased an apartment before and when it's time to sell it after about two years i decided to sell it and guess what i only probably got the same amount that i paid for it but if i invested that money in a house in a standalone house after two years, I would have probably, you know, have a capital gains of fifty to one hundred thousand dollars. And based on my own experience, the cheapest way of buying a property is you buy the land separately and you buy the house separately. What that is is you find a land in a development site somewhere or even an existing old established area, right? Find a block of land that you like. When, when buying a block of land, making sure that it's flat and it's free from debris and also there's no trees growing on the side. 
because any of those could increase costs when it comes to building a house on that land. So what you would look for is make sure that the, the land is flat and clear, right? Essentially, that's what you would look for. Buy the land separately, and in that way, you can actually bargain from the vendor. You buy the land separately, it allows you to negotiate a better price with the vendor that owns the land, and you can work out your terms as well, whether you can settle in three months, six months, or one year. Some, of, some are very strict and there are also, if you're lucky, you can find a vendor that will allow you to settle in a year's time. Okay, another thing I wanna add, when you're looking at a block of land that you would like to purchase, look at the orientation of the land as well. So some people are really, really pedantic about this. Now for myself, I don't really mind whether it's facing north, east, south or west. But when it comes to resale opportunities, sometimes people look at that. Another thing I want to add when looking for block of lands as well is the shape of the land. Now, again, for myself, I'm not really fussy about this. Uh, just wanna, I always just want to make sure that uh, there is enough space at the front and at the back. But if the land is a little bit irregular on the sides for me I'm not I'm not really picky about this but some people are so but you look if you want to be creative you could really really get a good value out of irregular blocks so it's it's all about your imagination and how you how you want to build the house uh, but irregular blocks could also sometimes be very very good and beneficial sometimes vendors would actually sell irregular blocks cheaper than a regular block would sell once you have found the block of land that you would like to purchase, put a deposit down, just a holding deposit, in order for you to secure the land so that no one else can buy it, while you look at all the documentations and check every single thing. Now, when you find a land that you want to buy, make sure that you have a solicitor or a conveyancer handy to support you, to go through all the documents with you, to check everything with you. That's their job. One thing I want to add to you guys is that when you purchase a land, make sure you go out to the site and just measure the boundaries so that the before settlement, you know that the land size that has been sold to you or that is going to be sold to you is actually correct as per your contract. Okay, that's a key. Make sure you check that. Now you purchase the land, you're about say three months away from title or settlement of the land. You can now, ideally, this is the time where you start looking for a builder. Your builder, make sure again you shop around, similar to the way you would shop around for your financial lender. Go out there and find absolutely the best builder for the project that you want to do. Now the things to consider is not just the price. Make sure you look at the inclusion, the standard inclusion and the extras okay and how much it all costs make sure you compare every single item go through the contracts go through how many days is it required for them to finish the job you know what are they giving as your inclusions your your flooring your ceiling height your landscaping your your rendering your your eaves there's so much to consider right so there's so many things even just the color of your window frame all those things matter especially if you're living in the house because this is your first home so you want it to be 
the absolute best and you want to maximize the return when it's time to sell the house if you ever do sell it. So make sure that you do your due diligence check all the time before you commit into something. As part of the process of finding a builder, make sure your builder helps you out when it comes to the architectural drawings. Usually they, these builders would already have an architect that they work with. Uh, if you have an architect that you already work with, then that's a plus, you know. You can get your house custom made the way you want it, the way you like it, the way it's supposed to be and how you want to live in it. In most, in most instances, your builder should be able to help you out on this, so make sure you ask them. Another option when shopping for a builder is that you ask them for a turnkey package. What is a turnkey package? A turnkey package means that your builder has compiled all the costs, in, including everything that is required to build your house, including the landscaping, the letterbox, the clothesline, absolutely everything, including the blinds, into one package, one price, and that is all you're going to spend. Now, there's that could be a really good and simplified way of doing your negotiations with your builder. Right now, now you've found a builder, you're happy with the builder, you, you negotiated the price and you're now ready to go and ready to build and you're almost at your settlement of the land. Now, by this point, your builder should have already given you the selections for the materials and colors. You, you would have already done that, signed the contract with the builder and then they would have already submitted that for a developer approval and then they get a building permit. Once they get a building permit, they are pretty much ready to build, okay? So then you just wait for your land to title. If your land's already titled, perfect, they can build. So then they will advise you, the builder will advise you once they are ready to go. Once you've settled the land, they'll be able to build and then off they go, okay? Now that your house is starting to build, you will get some invoices like a progress payment from your builder, progress invoices. Now you have to make these payments, right? So make sure during the stages of your build, when your builder issues you an invoice, go out to the site, double check the job and make sure that what they say on that stage has actually been completed. If you have any question, always go back to your builder and ask, hey, how come this is not done, this is not done. They will usually explain to you, a really good builder will usually explain to you the process. So don't get intimidated. No, a good builder, in my experience, would always take their time to explain to you why they do things and why they do it that way. Sometimes different builders always work a little bit differently from one another. They're not always all the same, right? They have all different processes. I know for a fact that some builders will not put the appliances in the house until you move into the house. The reason why they do that is because they don't want any of the appliances to be stolen, okay? So they're protecting you in a sense, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's a little bit of a pros and cons, right? So these are the things that you have to consider when finding a builder and you have to ask your builder some of these questions. I just wanna to add to you guys also, when the house is almost finished, check the size of the house and make sure that it is accurate as per your contract. And make sure that you have, if you have any question, you go back to your builder as soon as possible. Let them know straight away. But very, very important guys, don't ever forget this, before you hand over the house and take, take possession of the house from your builder, make sure you get an insurance, your building insurance. 
done content and building insurance done before you take the keys from the builder and sign your handover at settlement make sure you do that guys don't ever forget that because the last thing you want is moving into the house forgetting about the insurance and suddenly someone breaks into your house breaks the door breaks the glass you know steal your stuff or breaks a wall all these things right you need to have it covered before you move into the house before you take possession of that house take the key and sign the handover right, guys another tip for all of you make sure that you keep all of your receipts you keep a record of your settlement um, adjustments and figures all of the amounts and make sure you keep all of your contracts together you receive every single thing you never know when you're gonna need it so make sure you keep a good record of everything voila okay you've come to the last stage your, your, your house is finished you're happy and ready to move in all right the, the next thing I would like to let you know based on experience again a few months before completion of your house make sure that if the blinds are not included in the job that you get your blinds sorted so whether it be curtain whether it be a uh, blackout blinds or whether it be whatever you want to put on your window as a covering right make sure you get that sorted at least four weeks before completion of the house and before you move into the house you've moved into the house you're so happy your everything looks great you're happy with everything you're satisfied no problems no dramas well wait wait a minute make sure that you monitor the house you have a six to twelve months maintenance if your builder have not notified you that make sure you ask them that what is my maintenance period and usually they will tell you six to twelve months and make sure that you follow up so any little scratches any little dints anything that you notice chips on the walls that you have not noticed at the final inspection or things that creeps up like plumbing leaks suddenly you have um, any problem make sure that you put it all in your maintenance checklist and you get that processed by your builder a really good builder will turn around and fix everything for you they will not complain about anything because they want your future business you know they expect that you're gonna buy again another property again in the future and they expect that you would go back to them there you have it guys those are the steps that I would recommend and make sure that you do them step by step don't rush in any decisions you make take your time on finding a block of land that you in a, in a location that you want to live in take your time on finding a builder don't rush into things However, I would recommend you guys to get into a property as soon as possible. So, just to clarify that, I want to—I I would always advise to get—I would always advise you guys to get into the property market as soon as possible. But when it comes to deciding an area and a land where you want to live or invest, and deciding on a builder, don't rush those things. Those things take time make sure that you understand every single points before signing on that dotted line to get into the property market as fast as possible as soon as possible this will only benefit you in the long run look for myself if i could turn back the time i would probably if i knew what i know now i would probably get into the property market much much sooner than 18 years old all right guys there you have it if you like my video please don't forget to like my video subscribe to my channel as i will be talking more 
on these topics more often and also hit that notification button so that you can be alerted next time I upload another video and I hope you learned something from me guys I hope that I was able to help you if you have any question please leave me a comment below I will try to reply to you guys as, as soon as possible if you have any other tips that you know please leave it in the comment below maybe someone might be reading and they might pick up on something maybe I could learn something from you guys so make sure that we share information keep safe and I'll see you at the next video